Minä olen Robin Lund ja olet kuuntelemassa The Sound of Loons. Morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when this finds you. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast. I'm Steve McPherson, and I'm joined via technology by Cal Williams. I'm actually I'm looking at your face right now on my computer, which is next to another computer, which is next to the deck that records this in front of the microphone. So we're really we're really doing it to the nines with this quarantine thing. We are. We are. Does this make us quarantine experts? Maybe. I, I mean, quarantine broadcasting experts. I think an, an awful lot of people are becoming quarantine experts right now. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in the immortal words of the bare naked ladies, it's been one week since we last spoke. Uh, how's how's it going for you uh, in in your self quarantine? Um, I, I think just like everybody, Steve, just um, trying to adapt, <laughs> trying to. Um, not get too anxious, just wait for news, um, try and listen to the right source when it comes to news. Um, it, it's just, uh, it's a very, very strange time. Um, as I said on, on the previous podcast, I think like most people, it, it's a good opportunity now to, you know, to, to take care of tasks that you perhaps didn't have a chance to, to take care of um, if we were operating in, in the world um, which was uh, moving in a, in a normal way, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to keep myself busy, mate. Just in terms of, as I said, looking back at a lot of old tape, I've, I've taken the time to watch the majority of, of games now from the, the first two weeks in Major League Soccer, and, and really cast an eye, uh, particularly on, on the new players in Major League Soccer that mm-hmm. you know we we have access to, but seeing them in an MLS setting can be can be very different from time to time. So. Um, you know, a lot of just, I guess you could call it scouting, if you will, and, and just sure. having a look at um, at players and, and, and preparing for whenever we come out on the other side of this. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think that one of the, you know, one of the things to do in terms of, uh, you know, that my job right now is, and a lot of other people, is to catch up on the stuff that you didn't get to sort of finish up before the season started, which just happens to all of us all the time. We have the off season. there's sort of these projects, you sort of start projects, and there's things that you don't get to push over the finish line and then the season starts and it's like, well, then that's just a, you know, it's a marathon for the rest of the year until you get to the next off season and then you're, you're behind on that stuff. So it is kind of, it's good a, to get caught up on a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, just deeply technical work of like the, the, the event guidelines for Allianz field and sort of like when people rent Allianz field as a space, what does that, what does that entail? And then mm-hmm. I got today, I got a, a thing to approve, which was like everybody's name tags for their desks, like with new titles. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to see my desk for a little while, uh, but <laughs> but it's still good to get caught up on that stuff. It's weird. I think for me, it's both it's sort of both dragging and also passing and kind of a blur since every day is kind of similar because I, I remember two Sundays ago now, Sunday night being like, what is it going to be like to have two kids at home? Um, you know, my wife is a nurse practitioner, so she ha- spends time in the hospital. She spends time in the clinic. Uh, she took off of her clinic hours, which they were offering. Uh, but she wanted to still contribute at the hospital. So she went in for one day at the hospital. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what her schedule was going to be. And I was like, well, I'm going to have two kids at home and trying to work remotely the whole week. How are we going to do this? And then suddenly it was Friday. I was like, oh, 
Okay. And, so, and then now another week has started. So it's very, it, 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 it's a weird, it's a weird time. There's really no other way to describe it. I think you used the word bizarre at least a dozen times last week and it's still applies. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's almost like every day is sort of like a working Sunday, isn't it really? It's, um, yeah. it's quite strange. I don't think I've, I think I might have worn a pair of jeans once in the entirety <laughs> of the last 10 days, you know, it's See, just, I'm, a, uh, I'm a jeans fan. Like, I mean, I, I have sort of work week jeans and then weekend jeans. I'm not, I don't feel like given the amount of stuff I have to do with kids, I don't want to just be wearing sweatpants um, or Zubas, right. which is another option uh, the entire time. So <laughs> I, are you I, wearing those Minnesota United jeans? I, are you? <laughs> I have them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans right now. It's a work day. Um, I like to wear jeans during the day. And then once the kids are in bed, then I switch into the sweatpants. I, I feel like if I don't maintain that, then, but I did, I wore a cardigan yesterday instead of a hoodie and it felt really official. And then today I put the hoodie back on like, yes, this is the way it's supposed to be. So, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, getting out you know it's like we've been doing a good amount of walking and hiking we we uh, took the car and the kids bikes uh to a trail uh that was paved and so we biked on that you know mostly just waved to people from a distance and uh mm. you know and i think that's been good um it's definitely negatively impacted my my working out myself which i felt like it just started to get into a good place um, but as you pointed out you sent me a, a helpful link to lifetime fitness which has uh, some free classes for people there's a bunch of places orange theory um, a lot of places are offering classes online i think peloton is offering classes for free you don't need the bike um, unless you bought it for your wife for christmas as uh, hmm. is, is in the end but um, but there's a lot of options for me it's more about sort of carving out the headspace as i'm flipping back and forth between work and kids to sort of yeah. say i'm going to go work out uh you know hopefully the weather is turning a little bit here if we can go outside and run that would make my life a lot better i think it's just about there um when i'm when i'm warmed up at running i can i can definitely run down to like 35 degrees out there but when i haven't done it for a while i'm not so excited unless it's probably up above 45 or 50 so it's get it's it's there now though so i'm looking forward to it well well good i must admit i i've um yearned for a, a just a pleasant walk from time to time would be nice and and um where the missus and i live in downtown minneapolis we have a, a park not too not too far from us and we, we've walked once or twice throughout this whole thing down there and it was quite nice but um yeah obviously there's not a lot of people around you see the old person walking their dog or out for a run like yourself as you say um i, I just think everybody's just a little bit a little bit weary now aren't they you know I, I must admit walking walking around um the park the other day and then we we have a grocery store literally a block away from us here in, in downtown minneapolis um which is very handy but i must admit steve that there is an element of guilt when i walk out and i think to myself i, I shouldn't be outside you know and, yeah. and i know i'm i'm all going out and getting the bare essentials getting milk or whatever and, and whatever else we need but I, I do feel a sense of guilt when i walk out i, I do often think i I don't know if I should be doing this. It's it's so strange, you know. It's it's yeah. just um, it's weird. But but you know, I, I think it, it's important, um, particularly those with with anxiety. And, and I'm not going to go all therapist here or anything because I have by no means have anywhere near the qualifications. But um, you know, it's important I think to to work out and and, and keep a healthy mindset and, and mind for that matter. So yeah, um, looking sure. forward to to getting into a couple of those uh, those fitness uh, videos that I sent you the other day. Yeah, yeah, we've got some uh, some groceries that are being delivered from Costco tomorrow or, or Thursday, I guess. Uh, so one more day, but. Um, but yeah, we ordered them on Sunday or something. So uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, I think we might, as soon as those come in, we'll probably have to put another order in for another week uh, for some mm. other things. But it's good to just limit that. I think that, you know, it, it's probably 
it's probably wise to plan for the longer term than the shorter term. Um, yep. So, which is good. And in that spirit, I'm sure people have, since people had nothing to do, we solicited questions, which we haven't done a question episode for a while. Um, and uh, we're, we're probably missing out on some questions from your dad who had a great question, who had a great question for oh, us last time. <laughs> um, but he, you oh, know, <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's ahead a little away. So we, we, you know, we only gave it a couple hours, but we didn't want to get out of control here. So let's, uh, let's get into some of these questions here. Uh, I'm gonna start with Spidey bat. Who's, uh, beloved by the program. Um, great, great, uh, uh social media, uh, personality who loves Minnesota United that we, and we really appreciate that. He had three questions for us. Uh, which I think we should go for all of them because they're fun to think about. First of all, what's your guy's favorite food to eat? Um, that's a good question now as we're all trying to figure out what we're going to eat um, and probably making us acutely aware of the things we aren't getting to eat. So, um, Cal, I don't know if you want to go about this in terms of thinking of like your favorite meal or your favorite meal from where or your favorite type of food, but what for you is your your favorite food to eat? I'm not particularly glamorous when it comes to this kind of thing you know we, we all we all like a good steak and all that kind of stuff you know from time to time um I, i've always always loved just like baked chicken or fried chicken you know i mean mm -hmm. um that that's really really good uh, there, there's a, a tremendous fried chicken place in southern minneapolis called revival oh yeah um, revival which amazing. yeah which I, I i don't know if that's uh if people are, are aware of it's a big minneapolis thing or not but if, if you are uh, able to, to go and get it. I, I know they're doing takeout orders and stuff. Would highly recommend it. It's the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life. I would agree with that. Um, so yeah, the, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big chicken guy, to be honest, mate. I, I really like chicken. And uh, due to uh, due to, to medical advice, um, I, I was told to only have uh, you know red meat and um, you know fish in, in certain quantities and uh, certain amounts. So um, uh, chicken is is something that I love to eat a lot of. Um, and right now, as I said, I think it's important to just try and eat as, as healthily as you can because it's so easy just to to sit in front of the couch and just gnaw down a pizza, yeah. which you know we, we all, we're all guilty of. You know, sure. it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, just just uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of chicken. I love a bit of pasta and everything. And um, you know, but my my favorite meal, if we're talking about specific meals. It's one that I can't really get a hold of anymore unless I go back home, and it is my grandmother's Irish stew. Mm. Um, I think we've discussed this meal before. We might have done this yeah. before, yeah, but it, but it's great. Mashed potatoes, carrots, gravy, um, mm. the sort of um, um, sort of patty meat, if you will, and whatnot, which sure. which is great, um, and uh, a couple of a uh, couple of other bits and bobs in there as well, peas as well, and 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 it's uh, it's. It is unreal that my, my grandmother does mashed potatoes unlike anybody else in the world. So uh, I don't know how I'm going to get some over here, but I will try at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that uh, having having kids uh, during this time has has helped me as far as not just sort of like falling off the cliff of irresponsible eating and behavior. Because as much as I would like to be in the basement playing video games for you know the whole day or something like that, you know it sort of made me structure my day structure it around work and structure it around uh, the kids. And then in terms of eating, you want to try to provide them with a balanced meal. So that helps you eat a balanced meal. Um, we've, there's been a frozen pizza. A frozen pizza has been consumed over the past 10 days. But um, uh -huh. but that leads me sort of my, you know, I'm always, this, I, I like looking into these questions and I'm always curious about, uh, you know, how you define the parameters of it because I'm not saying that this is the best food. Like if you're like, what's the best food or what, but like what's your favorite food to eat 
I feel like I have to go back to pizza, which is what my kids will say if they ask <laughs> for my favorite favorite food. It sort of relates to uh, today. Somebody on Twitter was asking. Uh, somebody tagged me in a thing saying, you know, what are four musical artists who have been significant to you? What are the most significant musical artists for you? And to me, it's like significant is one of those things that um, it sort of implies not either really just favorite or not best, but sort of a combination of it's both a comfort and it has given you some of the the, the peak, uh, you know, moments you've had uh, as a listener, if you're talking about music. And I think food, when I talk about like a favorite food, it's kind of like that. So in in some sense, pizza is all, it, it's very easy. Uh, it's, it's hard to mess up. You, there's a lot of different ways you can do it or find it. You can make it at home. You can, you know, my wife makes uh, bread dough that you can use as pizza dough and then puts it on the, the grill. You can do great stuff like that. You can, you know, you can make it from scratch. You can have frozen pizza. And then I've also, some of my favorite meals have been at fancy or fun pizza places um, like Young Joni here in Northeast or, you know, like back mm. when Pizza Neapolitana first came to sort of New York as a thing, which was right before I left there. I mean, there's great New York pizza also, but this idea of being verified by this board in Naples, which Punch is also, has also been verified by the by this board. But it was like, I'm talking like 2002 or something. And I went to get like a, a Neapolitan pizza in New York that had been you know, sort of judged worthy by this board. And it was really great. So I just sort of feel like pizza is one of those things that's flexible. It's always there for you, but it also provides mm. like peak deliciousness at certain times. So that's uh, no, the, the, the young Johnny pictures. Fabulous. Yeah. I will absolutely be with you there. Just before you move on, Steve, yes. um, obviously the, the listener can't see what we can see right now, but I can see behind you, you've got a board <laughs> and it looks like a schedule for your it children. Yeah. And, and this is uh, something that I've been fascinated with watching people, um, you know, do homeschooling. How how have you coped with that? How have you uh, adjusted your schedule to, to dealing with that? This is a good question. And I think that it's taken us a while to sort of triangulate our philosophy of of homeschooling or, or, or maybe not even homeschooling, but what we're doing through this this period. And I think that everybody has to make these decisions for themselves. There's a lot of good guidance out there. One of the one of the nice things that's happened is a lot of resources have come out for parents uh, for figuring out um, how to work with your kids and keep them entertained, but keep them engaged and keep them learning. Um, and you know, different kids are different. Everybody's approaches are different. Um, we felt like we needed to have a schedule, um, to begin with. Uh, and so if we stick to that schedule, my kids like having sort of knowing when they're, when they're doing what they're doing. Um, and so, you know, we start with like a morning activity, like a walk, or if it's, if it's, kind of crappy out like it was the other day we did yoga um in the basement we have there's like a kids yoga channel on youtube then uh we do some academic work you know which is again it's light i mean i have a second grader <laughs> and a kid who's in preschool but it's like worksheets or just trying to engage their their brains in some way and then there's creative time which i think creative and academic sometimes sometimes bleed over into each other um but you know we also have out outside time built in we have sort of like a quiet time in the afternoon and I think that, um, you know, for me, it's, it's mostly about trying to be as present as possible with them when they're working on stuff. Um, and then, uh, also checking out sometimes, <laughs> sometimes academic time is watching some educational television because there's some, some great programs out there. Like brainchild is hilarious and fun and really engages a lot of science stuff. Um, but you know, just to sort of keep them interested in the world is, is mostly the thing to not strictly hit them up with screens the whole time. You know, we allow a certain amount of screen yes. time, but, um, 
but you know, to read books with them, uh, to try, I'm trying to get them to write some more. Like, you know, my oldest is, uh, an avid reader, but hasn't written as much. And I think writing is one of the best things for just working out how to, how to think, honestly, just how to be a human yep. being. So, um, so, you know, we're, we're working through it. Um, I think we're trying to, we're, we're, we're going to be modifying things. Her school, the schools have also been good. We're, we're getting packets. Uh, we got a packet from, from my oldest teacher, and then we'll be getting another one next week to work on. We're going to start getting some from my youngest. So um, there's resource, resources out there, and I think people are really pulling together to put that stuff together for parents and help them through this. So it's good. Uh, let's move on to another question. Uh, let's do, uh, so Spidey Bad asked, what do you guys like to do in your spare time? And then another uh, favorite follow of mine, Burke Ermintrout asked, what's something you've gotten back into during social distancing? I sort of think that maybe those things are, are maybe uh, tied. So um, I can say that, first of all, I don't have that much spare time right now <laughs> between the work and the kids and all of that. Um, but there is something I sort of gotten back into, which is like, I'm trying to learn some more guitar stuff. Um, I have an acoustic guitar in the living room. And so it's a good time to, it's been a long time uh, since I, I sat down and figured songs out or worked through like guitar music, like tablature and figured out how to play some stuff really accurately. I think a lot of times I'll, I'll sort of fake something if I need to, if I've needed to cover a song, but like just the other day I looked at into Jolene by Dolly Parton uh, which is a great song and has kind of a, a sneaky hard guitar part. So uh, it's just sort of a picking pattern thing. And so it's a good thing to to be able to sit and kind of work on that, just sort of get your fingers occupied uh, and do that for, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, just sort of work on something. So that's kind of a thing that, I mean, I like to do more guitar than I usually get to do in my spare time. And that's a thing, but having the time to just sit and sort of learn something is nice. So I'm working on on, on some more of that. That's going to be one of my projects. Okay. Um, the the one thing which I've uh, once again, and, and this is all um, in in aid of, um, well, I can argue it's it's not really in aid of work. It's just in aid of of brain mentality, maybe. But um, I uh, I think the listener and yourself see probably am aware. And I I love words. I'm fascinated yes. with words, and um, I, I signed up for something. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but but it's uh, it basically it, it emails me um, a word of the day each day. Mm, nice, uh, and 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 I have to you know obviously take it in and, and figure out how to to use it in a sentence, you know, and and that's been quite um, uh, quite good because I've learned a couple of new different words which I'll uh, I'll save for a later date. Um, but uh, don't the, waste the them now. Don't waste them now. Save them for save them for that broadcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one um, uh, which which has been quite interesting. People, people are aware that obviously. Um, well, before I go into the other one, people are aware that, that Football Manager 2020 has been available to play online for free nice. um, for the last couple of, of days, and I think is available for the next five days or so. For so for those of you who are football nuts and, and fancy um, having a go at, at managing a team, I, I highly recommend you go and have a look at Football Manager 2020. It's it's free for several days. Uh, so I had a little bit of a bash at that, but um, the one thing which which I've rediscovered, Stephen, not that I really lost intensely but but it did get lost amongst life if you will um is my um it's my love for celtic football club ah. um and um being as i mentioned uh probably a little too passionately in the last podcast um you know i i am uh, uh, raised irish and and um, although celtic football club play in the scottish premier league they were forged and um, created by by Irish priests 
Um, the, the logo is, is the Irish clover. It's it's a very um, it's a very Irish sort of football club. A lot of people in the Republic of Ireland support Celtic, and and a lot of people, um, a lot of Irish people that I know are, are, are Celtic fans. Um, so I was just watching some Celtic TV. Um, when was it? Uh, last week at some stage, and just going back through a load of load of old games, load of old. Um, Goals that I remember uh, growing up watching uh, Celtic from time to time, um, and admittedly, I didn't I didn't watch Celtic as much as I, I probably um, should have or, or wanted to growing up. But but it's certainly something that um, that I've rediscovered is is my uh, my love for Celtic football club. So uh, I've got to find a way. Once this whole thing um, bypasses us, I've got to find a way to to be able to um, to execute that. Uh, you know that opinion and and that love a little better over the course of the next couple of years because because Celtic are uh, are a huge club and um, you know that they're a club that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, I have I actually have a Celtic jersey upstairs in my uh, my drawer of all things. Um, was, oh, there you go. They were one of my early wow. teams that I kind of okay, there you go. Yeah, I kind of glommed onto them because they were the team one of the teams I played as in um, uh, Pro Evo uh, back when I first started getting into soccer when it was Henrik Henrik Larson and uh, you know that was Henrik so, Larson. <laughs> he was great. So <laughs> so I totally feel you. All right, let's wow. see. Uh, Nick G would like to know, and this is sort of an opinion question: Do you think restaurants in Minnesota should be able to sell cocktails for takeaway? during this arduous time um you know i i approve of people staying away from each other but i also approve of the occasional cocktail so uh i'm certainly not against it <laughs> my answer to that is fundamentally yes <laughs> there you go easy question uh taylor taylor lovas wants to know cal can i pay you to commentate my fifa season that i'm playing as the loons um <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, Let me think about it. <laughs> I feel like I would find it very difficult to, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could come. Do you think it would be difficult to commentate a, a game of like FIFA? Like, is it just, it, it just moves in such a different way and at such a different pace. And I feel like if you're sort of accustomed to, I don't know, it just seems like it would be difficult, um, to commentate. A, a I've done it before. Okay. I, I have done it before, and, and we, we did something um, on the MNUFC.com platform a couple of years ago, where I was commentating on a couple of players doing it. But I've also had I've also had a couple of friends, a couple of mates back home, ask me to to do it as well, and, and I have. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's different. So I'll have a think about it. Yeah, I uh, there was a guy. I'm going to blank on his name, but there was a guy who was a, a British, a British guy who did a uh, commentary for uh, like NBA 2K, the video game. Um, he sort of did some voiceover commentary as somebody who had no idea what, what basketball was, but was sort of commenting on this video game basketball without any clue. And it was hilarious. His name was Anthony Richardson. I want to say, um, but anyways, this is worth finding on YouTube. If you can figure out what to search for based on that incredibly lame uh, description of what, <laughs> <laughs> of the thing that I was talking about. Uh, let's see. We got uh, another good question here. Can we nickname, this is from Ray. Can we nickname Ethan Finlay as the Finn man? He sneaks up on the flanks and attacks like a shark. Um, it feels weird to say the Finn man. Um, it, it sort of feels like a Saturday Night Live sketch idea, but um, I w let me get your take on the Finn man as a nickname. And then other, if, if there's other nicknames, um, 
four players that have either occurred to you or um, that you particularly like, either from Minnesota United or other players? Um, what, what was the, forgive my ignorance, what was the name of the question, Oscar? Uh, uh, Ray wanted to know about the Finn man. <laughs> Ray. Um, I sense a fish um, theme here with it being Ray. Um, uh, Ray, you, uh, Ray you, you can do whatever you want to, mate. That is entirely up to you. Um, I, I won't be calling Ethan uh, Finn man, um, but I, I have uh, before referred to him as a Duluthian, and I don't know if that's the correct oh, term or not. Good so question. if anybody can help me out there, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know what the proper name for somebody from Duluth is, uh, but there there must there's a name for everything like this. There's somebody somebody came up with some name at some point for that. Yeah, the, again, the Finn man, I sort of have my my doubts about. Um, I, I always I've always loved Kevin Molino's nickname, which is Hot Boy, um, and <laughs> that's one of my favorites on the team. Um, Sometimes we go with the back when Abu Dunlady was on the team, the Lottie Dunlady who likes to party, uh, which is a great slick Rick uh, tune. So um, I don't know. Are there any other, are there any other good nicknames? I like, I refer, I prefer to Roman Metaneer as Metaneer solid, like the video game Metal Gear solid, but, um, but nobody else wants to do that. So um I'll do that with you. Perhaps not on the air, okay. but I'll do that with you because that was a. I loved that game growing up. Metal Gear Solid. That was fabulous. That was a terrific um, game. So I, I don't know, Steve. I, I, I'll be. I'll be totally honest. I, I'm not a massive fan of nicknames. I, I, I get like you know um, a shortening a name of some sort. You know, I, I get that. That's no problem at all. But but um, for example, um, somebody asked me uh, was it a week or two ago why I called Vaco from the earthquakes, Valerie Kashishvili. Right. And I said, quite simply, because that's, that's his, his name. name. Yeah. <laughs> I thought a clever <laughs> and, nickname. And, and I know. Oh, right. And, and, you know, the last game that we played at San Jose, I did say that Vakol Kashishvili, you know, I understand he's got Vakol on the back of his name, so player identity is important and all that kind of stuff. But sure. um, I, I'm not going to just simply call people their nicknames because, you know, we're going to get to a stage at, at some point where, you know, Ike Parra is going to have Big Daddy on the back of his name, you know, on the back of his jersey. And that's just, you, you can't, you can't call players um, that their, their nicknames sure. uh, on a professional broadcast anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't hate, you know, I don't hate that. From that sure. Daddy is great for, for Ike. It's very appropriate for him. So, uh, so I, I, <laughs> I do like that one. It worked, it worked better in basketball. This is a conversation that came up all the time in basketball because people would try to make nicknames happen. Um, and there was sort of this golden era for nicknames of sort of the seventies and eighties, you know, when it was like the Iceman for George Gervin or Dr. J for Julius Irving, or even, you know, Air Jordan counts. Uh, I think maybe one of the last really good ones was the answer for Allen Iverson. So, but you know, there's nicknames are, there's a lot of debate over whether it's like, can you come up with one? Does they, do they have to earn it? Does it have to just happen spontaneously? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I would spend some time, Ray, I would volunteer to spend some time with the roster and see if I can come up with anything. And, uh, and I can let you know what the results of that, uh, <laughs> of that work. Um, all right. So from MNUFC 2020 MLS champs, I really like that, uh, Twitter handle, by the way, uh, he, uh, he or they, they, I'm going to go with, they, uh, wanted to ask you, Cal, uh, which you said you were going to look into what can, uh, he's saying, what can we do out here to support the work that your wife is doing? Maybe you could talk a little bit about, uh, what your wife does and, uh, and ways to support mm -hmm. it. 
Yeah. Um, so first of all, thanks for the question, because obviously it's a very sensible one in, in this time. So um, look, my wife, my, my wife, um, she works for a leading healthcare company um, that's developed a coronavirus test that was given uh, emergency use authorization by the FDA. She's got a PhD uh, in chemical engineering with uh, a biotechnology focus. Um, and she's a, a certified uh, molecular biologist. Um, and she uh, she actually, I'll get it up actually, she gave me some notes um, in, in terms of what, what her and, and her company have, have asked of people. And it's just four simple ways that, that you can support, basically, and also look after yourself. So, so look, number one is obvious, just stay at home and, and let the time pass. You know, just stay at home. It's the, uh, the most obvious and basic thing to do. Uh, do not, do not, <laughs> do not seek medical attention and do not try to get tested unless you have onset of severe symptoms such as difficulty breathing. If you've got mild symptoms and you think you should get tested, just assume you're positive and quarantine yourself and stay home and call your doctor. There's no need to go in. Call your doctor. Mm -hmm. um, don't, don't spread misinformation. We spoke on this a little earlier on, didn't we? Um, just the CDC... Um, and, and, and John, John Hopkins University, for example, the, the, those kind of um, outlets are, uh, are reputable sources. Um, you know, you, you don't, don't go looking on, on social media for, for advice and everything. You know, just, just make sure you have, um, you know, uh, sources that, that are of, um, of legitimacy. And as I said, the, the CDC is the obvious one. They've got plenty of information on the website. Uh, and John Hopkins University as well is another one that's doing fabulous work. And, um, you know, another obvious one, take care of yourself and, and, and wash your hands with, with soap and water. Make sure you do this vigorously and often. Uh, my wife was very specific to say to me that soap and water is much more effective than if you're using the sanitizers. No, no doubt the sanitizers are, are there when you're out and about, um, but soap and, and water um, and, and a vigorous wash is much more effective. Um, so apart from that, I, I think, um, you know, a, a lot of what has already been mentioned. Um, and uh, look, if you've got any any further questions, I'm sure my wife and, and, and other people will be happy to answer. Yeah, there's actually a good video if, uh, if you want to check out, search for Alton Brown, who's uh, sort of a, a science guy who does a lot of cooking stuff, but he also has a good video about hand washing, uh, which in which he goes over actually a 30 second hand wash, but with many different elements of, you know, working, working under your fingernails and sort of a, a whole technique of counting to five a bunch of times. So, uh, it's very entertaining. He's, he's a fun guy. So it's safe to say your wife is just a lot smarter than you. Is that, is that fair to say, Cal? <laughs> That that is not even a debate. Mate. She is uh, beyond smart, and uh, I'm very much at the other end of the scale for sure. She's awesome. I'm a lucky lad for sure. Excellent. Um, all right, Hype Media Productions wants to ask you, and I don't know who these people are, but uh, asks Wiley or Skepta. <laughs> um, so the, these are uh, British artists. Okay, British that's what I thought. Rappers, to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, I've not heard much of Skepta's stuff. I know who he is, but but Wiley was much more prominent when I was sort of um, late teens, early 20s. So I'm going to go with Wiley. Okay. Uh, and uh, Hype Media Productions asked me, Wu-Tang Clan or Jurassic 5? Which is uh, an excellent question. 
and uh, sort of falls into the, I think, under the question of, do you go with significance or sort of moment to moment enjoyment? Uh, I made a hip hop playlist recently, which included some Jurassic five on it. And Jurassic five is so fun to listen to. Uh, but I don't know if they have the staying power Wu-Tang clan. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the first record, uh, the 36 chambers is a classic. And then all of those, there's a bunch of, uh, solo albums that have come out of that group that are some of my favorite, uh, rap albums, like, um, Jizz's liquid swords and Ghostface Killa uh, with, uh, fish scale and Supreme clientele. There's like, there's so many good albums. I mean, that came out of that. Uh, I, I guess I have to go with the, with the woo. I mean, you have to go for the woo. So that's, that's my answer to that. I, do you have an opinion on Wu-Tang clan versus Jurassic five? Yeah, that, that's probably a good choice, to be honest, mate. I mean, I've not heard much of Jurassic 5, but Wu-Tang Clan uh, even made it over to the UK. Yeah, And, and I was uh, I was aware of them. So, I, lo- I mean, uh, that sort of genre is not my speciality, but sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've made a, a, an admirable choice. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Hype Media Productions has a follow-up, which is very football-related, uh, and football by soccer is what, is, is what I'm saying. And I, I have a... A, an immediate response, and then I'd like your take on it because it's an interesting question, uh, especially given how important this seemed and then how we, we've all sort of forgotten about it now. Uh, can you speak to our fan base's unhealthy, that's, this is this is their words, unhealthy obsession with Re- the Reynoso prospect? Uh, I am personally thrilled the deal fell through, still up in the air for some, because the money doesn't buy a team any guarantee. Now, that's that, that was their question. I, there's some stuff to unpack there. But what I wanted to say is not necessarily – I don't really have an answer f- about why any individual person is, really wants to see Reynoso. But I'm going to say that um, I think with regards to this or any kind of deal, you know, eventually these things are going to come back and players are going to get signed and there's transfer windows and things are going to happen. Um, it's, it's important to recognize that you know, teams are fluid. They're a collection of of individuals who are all growing and changing and and contributing in ways that that change and evolve over time. And so, you know, it makes sense that fans are sort of looking for ways for their team to get better. They're always looking for another player to come in and add some other element to it. Um, that said, I think it's also important to recognize sort of the volatility of the market and how things change and how hard it is to to pin things down. Um, and then, even if players come in, how sort of unknowable they can often be um, in a lot of ways beyond just their talent. Like if you look at the number of high price players who have come into the league, even since uh, Minnesota United has been in the league and not delivered or been a disappointment or sort of not lived up to their billing, uh, not always sort of strictly because of their play, but because of, you know, fit with the team, uh, with the system, with the culture, like just nothing's a sure bet. So like what we knew about the loons going into week three, which feels like a million years ago, but it's week five technically. <laughs> right now, but uh, was that they were a very good team and adding more quality players would have been good, but I sort of felt pretty comfortable with the team, the way, where it was. And that was, that was, you know, Adrian Heath's sort of message at the, at the, as the season kicked off, like, yeah, we're looking into this guy. Like we're, you know, we're trying to bring him in, but we have the best team we've ever had right now. And we're pretty happy with it. And I think two away wins to start the season there, man, it feels good to just be saying this stuff. Uh, two away wins to start the season. Mm-hmm. There was, was really a real good sign that the team was going in with a great roster. So, um, you know, I, I understand it's like if fans want to speculate. They want to change their team. I'm guilty of the same thing, uh, of, of seeing shiny objects that I want to add that would, that would make me feel like I was having more fun or it would be exciting and new, but um, you just got to keep it in perspective, I think. And, and, you know, look at what's in front of you. That's one of the things that this period has been good for is really making me focus on what's directly in front of me and, and the work I have to do right now and the work I have to do with my kids and sort of just being present in the moment. So that's, that's sort of how I feel. That's what that question made me think of. 
Yeah, the, the thing I'll say on this is, um, first of all, did, did the deal fall through? I, I had no idea. I mean, uh, who knows? That was even a thing, uh, but uh, <laughs> news to me. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's because it's such an uncertain time at the moment, everything's obviously on hold. Um, I I would, I don't know this, but I would suspect those conversations, when it's appropriate, would, would continue and, and would resume. Um, because the thing is, you know, let's not forget Minnesota were going into uh, week three in the home opener with an injured Kevin Molino, who, to my knowledge, was not going to play that game because of, of whatever the injury was. I think it was a, a slight tweak on the hamstring. hamstring I think, he yeah, wasn't going to yeah. play, which which then means you have to alter what you've been doing. And and in, in my opinion, I think probably what would have happened is uh, Robin Robin Lurd would have moved into the 10 and, and Raheem Edwards would have come up to the left-hand side, um, which is still very, very good um, in this league for sure. But my, my point here is, is that you're always just one injury away from, from having to adapt and having to change things. Um, and having the ability of having a, a, a player like Reynoso um, is, uh, is substantial. Um, having somebody of his quality in, in this league would, would be wonderful. And you, you think this team are good as they are now. Imagine what they would be like with this kid mm-hmm. who is not just playing for anybody. He's, he's playing for Boca Juniors, you know, undoubtedly um, one of, if not the biggest team in South American soccer. So, um, you know, if you're poaching the number 10 from that team, chances are they're going to be very, very good indeed. So I think um, given any chance um, that that deal will will be resumed and uh, hopefully it can get done. But um, he's a fabulous player. Again, look, we've all got plenty of time on our hands now. I, I would instruct people and, and advise them to go and have a look at, at some clips of him online sure. and you'll see what kind of a player he is and, and what he would have to Minnesota United. Yeah. All right. True North Elite with another uh, soccer question. Uh, our friends at True North Elite, first of all, great supporters group. Uh, do you think the Loons will be able to bounce back to their form after the second off season? That is a uh, sort of a million dollar question and something I had, I thought about a lot toward the end of um, sort of the week when, when the MLS season got suspended to think about how good the season had started. I haven't thought about it a lot since then um, just because it's, there's so many unknowable elements that go into it. Um, you know, you hope that all the, all the players are, are keeping fit, finding out their, figuring out their ways to stay on their regimen. But you know, there's certainly something about, um, you know, the, the team needing some time to get back together and sort of get that feel again, uh, after probably after not having a lot of time on the pitch. Um, I think the only, the, the, the sort of proviso there is, um, they, everybody's going to be going through that. Like every MLS team is going to have that same issue. So, um, that's, it's, it's probably, you know, like when the season resumes, it's probably going to be a lot like the beginning of, of a new season. There's going to be a couple of weeks of everybody getting their feet under them. And then you'll just have to see where it goes from there. Yeah, absolutely. You'll find no argument from, from me there, Steve, it'll be, uh, essentially like another off season month. And, and that, that is my wondering question actually is I, I do wonder if, if, if its capabilities are there, is there going to be another preseason? You know, for, for everybody in Major League Soccer, are people going to have to go elsewhere again and, and right. have another warm weather training camp and, and get back to, to fitness and regain the sharpness that they had, you know? Because um, as you said quite rightly, it, it takes a couple of weeks. So um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm sorry we don't really have a, <laughs> an educated answer there. We, we don't know. We're, we're about as... as 
uh, in the dark as you guys are. But um, yeah. look, the, the good thing is, as you mentioned, Steve, is that it's not just a Minnesotan thing. Everybody in, in the league is going to be going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, follow up for True North Elite, a much easier question. What is your favorite beverage at Allianz Field? Oh, um, for me, I'm, uh, I'm, I used to drink a lot of the, um, a lot of the farm girl by, uh, yeah, lift bridge, lift bridge I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was really, really good and still is very, very good. Um, but I, uh, I now really quite enjoy, especially when it's warm as well. I, I quite enjoy, um, the, the loon juice cider. Um, ah, okay. I think that's really, really good. Uh, really, really good stuff. Um, Captain Morgan and and uh, and whatever you have with it as well is very good. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a I'm a, a loon juice guy for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to remember. I think that I like the Lupulin um, Hui. Is that what it's called? Uh, sort of their hazy yes, uh, yes IPA. And then you know, like there's various surly beers that come in and out. And and I'm a bigger fan of certain surlies than others. I like I like the Citra a good amount. Um, but um, I'm, I gotta say, I'm really a fan of the, the free Sierra mists in the press, uh, uh, room, like in the media <laughs> room. Cause that's what I, it's my go-to of, 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 of beverage of choice, because if I drink too many, you know, diet Cokes or Cokes, I will get too hopped up on caffeine. So, uh, the Sierra mist is a good caffeine free option there. Uh, question from a uh, talent, mm. talented young man from whom I expect to see a lot in the future. Mike, Sh- Michael Shields. Uh, he wants to know, he's asking me. How come Jay Landsman never got a promotion in The Wire? And I've, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've watched The Wire, Cal, but uh, Jay Landsman is. Uh, I haven't. No. He's in charge of 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 the unit that uh, contains sort of the main character, Jimmy McNulty of the first season. You know, there's a lot of different characters in The Wire, but uh, Jimmy McNulty, Bunk Moreland, uh, a bunch of the detectives. He's sort of in charge of them, and he's kind of a like a like a jackass, uh, and and uh, kind of. Um, and I'm using the word ass lot here. Kind of an ass kisser to his, his superior, Bill Rawls, um, who's also himself a jackass. Um, and I think that if I had to give a, an easy answer to this, um, Michael, uh, I would say I think he's a classic example of one of those guys who has been promoted one level above his capability, which is a thing that often happens in, in, in companies where somebody is good and they get promoted until they get to a job that they can't really do. And he's sort of, he's not talented enough to rise above sort of the unit supervisor. Um, he kisses too much ass. Man, I've said that word a lot. This, sorry, this is the wire part. Um, he, <laughs> he's like too much of a suck up to like sort of define himself as somebody uh, who would get a, a promotion based on, on the merits, but he's also talented enough at sucking up that he wasn't going to get stuck where McNulty is because he's such a, an iconoclast and he won't listen to any rules. Like Landsman's going to follow all the rules, but I think to get higher than that, you might need to have a little more uh, a willingness to stick by your guns. And I think he folds too easily. That's my uh, quick answer on why Jay Landsman never got a promotion on the wire. Cal, he has a question for you. Um, how is your new couch? <laughs> uh, the new couch is, uh, is wonderful. Um, so story with this couch, right? Because this was an absolute nightmare. Somebody not pointing any fingers, but I think somebody may very well have gotten the measurements wrong for it. Um, when, uh, when seeking it out. I see. Um, and so this is, um, God, this was a couple of weeks ago now. This was about two weeks ago, maybe. Um, and we're still at the office and I got a call from, from my wife saying, I need you to come home. We've got an issue with the couch. Right. Okay. 
uh, finish up what I'm doing quickly and, and, and head back. And um, <laughs> the couch won't fit in the elevator. It's like, right, okay. So I said, let's give it another go. Let's try and pivot and, and you know, what have you. And sure. um, get it, try and squeeze it in, you know. And, and the most frustrating thing about this big old couch was that it was always about four, three inches too big to get into whatever space we were trying to get it into. It was so close. Okay. To the point where I remember I, I, I pushed it so hard at once that I heard something crack, which we're not going <laughs> to worry about. Um, <laughs> but um, eventually we, uh, you know, we, we said, right, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to return this. We're going to have to get rid of it. And we, we'd already gone and picked it up, by the way. And the whole second half of the couch was hanging out the back of the car. So there was no way we were going to be able to do this. <laughs> so eventually we call the, um, the maintenance people at the apartment complex that we live at. And, uh, you know, they come down and I'm thinking to myself, right, well, they're just going to perhaps store it for us or just um, maybe they've got some contacts where we can just get rid of it quickly or something, you know, or what, what have you. And what I will say is that they were spectacular, these people were, in terms of helping us out with it because they, they said, right, well, we don't have a, a massive freight elevator, but we do have another staircase. We can try, it, try and, uh, and move it through. And some of them have higher ceilings than the others. Unfortunately, the first level doesn't, so it couldn't quite fit through. Tried another staircase then where it was trying to uh, angle, it, angle it through certain uh, doors that were a bit too thin, and, and it was just a nightmare, Steve. And then one of the chaps came up with the idea of, I know what we can do. I've got a, um, I've got a, a, an elevator. I've got a little uh, lift thing, if you will, you know, to to lift it up. Mm-hmm. And what we can do is we can actually lift it onto your balcony and put it through the, <laughs> put it through the windows. And we were like, ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, you know. I mean, and, and the thing is, well, we weren't allowed to touch my wife, and I couldn't touch it for, for liability reasons. So sure. we were like, okay, you know, we feel very guilty because it's our couch, and you guys are lugging it around. So in the lobby of our, our apartment complex, the second floor is open and it overlooks the, the first level, the, the, the lobby, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had the idea then of getting this lift and pushing the elevator up so they could get it onto the second level over the balcony. And there was a team of about eight or nine from, from the operations <laughs> team at the apartment complex here. And, and eventually... We got it over uh, over the, the balcony um, of the, the lobby and onto the second floor. My wife and I are on the third floor. So we're like, right, okay, now we've got to get up to the third floor. And then uh, your man who was at the, the epicenter of it, a chap called Nick who was helping us out, said, right, we get it to the second floor, no problem, we can get it up the stairs. Uh, no, we couldn't. So uh, what we had to do is we, we, had, to leave the, uh, we had to leave this couch in... Uh, a vacant apartment over the over the weekends, which is last weekend, and um, uh, we had to wait because the only way we could get this thing up to the third floor into our apartment, and I didn't even know you could do this, they phone the company who operates and who who deals with all the um, mechanical issues at, at the um, at the apartment complex, uh, and in particular the elevator. Mm-hmm. So what your man did was he put the elevator down onto the, the basement level, opened up the doors, and put the couch on top of the elevator. Oh, my God. And then moved it up to the <laughs> second floor so we could then open the doors and get the couch onto the third floor. Oh. It, it was beyond anything I've ever seen. Uh, it was a <laughs> ridiculous amazing. hassle. Um, 
but the couch is very, very comfortable. And um, despite all that, we're glad we got it. <laughs> and and now if you ever leave that apartment, you'll just have to light it on fire and just forget it. <laughs> we're, we're never leaving. This is, this is where we live now. Yes. We're never leaving. <laughs> yes. your, your children will inherit that uh, couch in that apartment. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for your questions. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, talk about some upcoming stuff uh, on the website uh, for Loon Classics, which are, we're, we're showing some, some older MLS games uh, on the website, which is really fun. Uh, last week we uh, watched the SKC game. I'm sort of working on something to write about that. The game against SKC last year where uh, Minnesota United clinched the spot in the playoffs with Hassani Dotson's last minute goal, uh, which is super fun. So, but coming up uh, today, Tuesday, well, I don't know if we'll get this out in time. I wrote it in the morning. It's, uh, it's going to be on at 5 PM. It's 4 PM right now as we're wrapping this up, but uh, Tuesday, March 24th at 5 PM uh, on MNUFC.com. You can see Minnesota United's four, uh, three win over Toronto FC from July 4th, 2018, which is uh Darren Quintero's hat trick game. Uh, the first Minnesota United hat trick in MLS. And uh, boy, it's fun to go watch, uh, watch any of those goals from that game since they were all cheeky and a ton of fun. And then on Saturday, March 28th at 5 PM, uh, you can watch Minnesota United's first ever MLS win against Real Salt Lake from April 1st, 2017. It was April 1st, and I think we had to tweet out that it was not April Fool's Day, but the Balloons had won a game. It was a 4-2 win against Real Salt Lake. Uh, so those are both going to be fun games to watch. Anything, anything from those games you want to you wanna shout out, Cal? Oh, just the, the Darwin hat-trick, Darwin's day. It, it was the most exceptional hat-trick I've ever seen live. Uh, and, and if I ever see a better hat-trick in my lifetime, I'll, I'll be blessed. I really will. It, it was phenomenal. And that was when Darwin Quintero really announced himself to us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was a tremendous amount of fun. It was came during a time when um, you know Minnesota United was scraping by and there wasn't a whole lot to get super happy about other than just having a soccer team. And so it really felt like a romp and it was, it was a lot of fun to be at that game. And Darwin had a point to prove at that stage as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining us for the 97th Sound of the Loons podcast. You know, I feel like it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking about what we're going to do for our 100th episode. And now it's like, well, it's probably going to be this. It's probably going to be us, me at a kitchen table and uh, you at your wife's desk uh, looking at each other through the TV screen. So, uh, but this was the 97th one. Uh, for now, the MLS season is suspended, but we're all going to get through this together, I swear. And hopefully play a full MLS season. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating and follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC and Cal at CalWilliams.com and me at Steve Entress. Apologies as always to Richard Wagner. And remember, there's only one person in this whole world like you and people can like you exactly as you are. Exactly.